Hey everybody, I get this question a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now. Uh, what is Sci-Fi Super Show? Well, science, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff. Basically, contents from movies, TV, books, comic books. If you have a topic or an idea you, th- you think we should cover in the podcast, or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends, then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook. Check us out. This is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your request on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everyone. My name is Jim, and you are listening to Our Certain Point of View. Hello there. Else gonna... I'm there Tim. Hi, I'm Tim. Oh. This... Oh, this is the new intro. Hello, I'm Papa Bear. <laughs> did you like that? I thought I'd change it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. He totally did. I, I'm... I... You're, you're still redlining, Papa Bear. But you know what I really want I'm is uh, to get... Uh, Hello there, I'm Tim. How is that? Is that uh, better? Still redlining. And this has I'm been winning. our... It's not redlining on my end. This is why I'm keeping all of that edited material in. And y'all are going to have to go out of your way to get it out. <laughs> make my job harder, I'll make your job harder. Uh, that having been said, hello everyone and welcome to our certain point of view. I do wish we had the trumpets though. Like in Masterpiece Theater, like instead of, like I love Arden's intro, but what a da 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 you know the Masterpiece thing? You can do that with the, some of the anchor features, it's pretty amazing. That's how Let's I do, do all it. mic music. Oh, I wanted to ask you about that, Papa Bear. Um, so, if you know... Hopefully you you were listening to the commercials at the beginning, and you noticed that. Uh, so we got these two podcasts that we're kind of partnering with. Uh, they the are phenomenal. They really are. I uh, binged the riff. I'm not even kidding about this. Um, I don't sleep much. Well, when I'm supposed to, because today I slept till one in the afternoon when I wasn't supposed to. But anyway, I, so I'm up like all night some nights, and I put on the riff. And I, I leave requests all the time on there. And then I realized I haven't listened to probably but maybe half the show. I mean, there's a lot of shows. There's like 70 shows. Uh, more than that, maybe. But um, I was like, I've only listened to maybe half of them. So I should probably go through and make sure I'm not just requesting the same stuff that, like they had on, you know, just a few episodes back. So, yeah, I listened to it for like 10 hours. That show is good. Um, yeah. And so And then there's this show called uh, The Sci-Fi Super Show. It's awesome. Um, it's so good. And there might or might not be a guy who sounds very similar to me named Uncle Jimmy on there. Um, really good. <laughs> yes. Really, really good. 
Um, but both of these shows have an aspect that I really am excited to announce that we're adding to our certain point of view, which is to say, if you check the show notes, you will find a link. And on that link, if you click it, it'll ask you if you would like to leave an audio message. Please leave us an audio message. I would like to sift through the voices of our audience and decide, well, that's appropriate or, well, that's definitely not appropriate. Um, and then yeah, hopefully we can include them. That is not what I was yeah, expecting. See, so you get that reference, Papa Bear. That's awesome. Looks, that is not looks, what looks, I was expecting. Uh, it looks like Basque's toenails, if you know what I mean. But I would like to put them on the show. So, again, if, uh, you know, if you want to leave us a message or maybe you have a question about Star Wars or something you think we should cover and we haven't, instead of uh, just having the option of sending us an email at our certain view uh, at Gmail or leaving us something on our uh, Facebook page, you can now leave us an audio message. So, do it. Do it. Yes. All Everyone's right. doing it. So, today is March 13th. It's a Saturday. We were unable to record yesterday. Because somebody got their second COVID shot. Yeah, they did. And apparently, that person felt the after effects. Which it yep. seems like a lot of people with the second shot. I haven't gotten my second one. I've only gotten one. What about you, Papa Bear? I got the second one, and I did get the chills one night. Were they multiplying? Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, Were you losing Olivia control? Newton. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was. It was like... Uh, it's like Grease 2. This is where you can tell where me and Papa Bear are the same age and Tim is not. When we both do... Because, Tim, you don't get that reference. Yeah, that is not what I was I... expecting. Well, yeah. I know you get the Grease reference, but do you get oh, the... Yeah. Oh, no. Especially especially Grease 2. I mean, that's I mean, that was the yeah, better the, one. The way that you're... Say, no, I don't get it. Because the way that you're saying it, you sound like... Uh, the ladies' uh, man. <laughs> no, See, you, I know Papa Bear gets that. You still sound like the guy on Family Guy. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, okay. Um, no, The Ladies' Man was a skit on uh, Saturday Night Live. Who played that guy? Oh, I do like Saturday Night Live. Oh, man. That comedian. Yeah. Uh, so The Ladies' Man, uh, he would sit there with his glass of Cravatier. Was that t- Tim Meadows? Was Tim, that Meadows, Tim Meadows? Tim Meadows. Yeah. He'd oh, sit there with Tim his Meadows. glass of Cravatier. Yes. And he had his own talk show that was called <laughs> The Ladies' Man. The and uh, that's my Tim Meadows ladies' man impersonation. All right, but I know you all came here to hear my really bad impersonations, and um, therefore the rest of the show is going to be disappointing because it's going to be about Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can do. What are we talking about do, tonight? You can do Star Wars voices, you know. Well, I've got a couple other shout-outs I'm going to give real quick. Okay, let's hear the shout Yeah, what there's else? just a couple other Star Wars podcasts, so I've been trying to... Uh, Spend some time branching out with some Star Wars listens too, um, and it's becoming it's becoming increasingly difficult. So our regular listeners, we really, really thank you because there are some awesome shows. Like I feel like we have an awesome show, man. It's just because I'm still doing it, and we have a good time hanging out and talking. And obviously the uh, the riff and the the sci-fi super show, the super sci-fi, sci-fi super show. <laughs> Yes, you did it. You did it. The sci-fi super show. Yeah. I knew which way it went. Um, yeah. You know, are are amazing. So I'm listening to these shows, but then I'm also trying to listen to some others. So what I've I've started to do with some Star Wars podcasts, and people that are following us on Twitter know this, is I'm picking up. I'll listen to the first episode somewhere in the middle, and then the most current for whatever people have. Try to listen to to three or four of them. Yeah. Um, That's what I do. And too. then move forward, so that I don't get, you know, 
I don't get too involved in one and I don't listen to some others. So I'm just trying to find some different people. Um, and a couple of them, I think I mentioned Hello There podcast already on uh, last week. You did? Yeah. And uh, so, so that's one of them. And, you know, I just like, oh, because they have the positive message. Just, I haven't listened to them a bit. And I also listened uh, quite there. a bit this week to uh, it's their podcast is called That's the Scuttlebutt. Um, and, What's the Scuttlebutt? Uh, actually, the podcast is called Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Their, their Twitter name is That's the Scuttlebutt, and their Twitter handle is at Scarif Podcast. That's a lot of things to find, but... Um, They've done some good stuff that I've I've really enjoyed so far. Right on. Um, except if you guys are listening, I haven't been able to find your review of episode nine because I know you yeah, were so podcasting through that, and I was really get on curious. That scuttlebutts. Yeah, in their first episode, they were at they were actually at celebration, and they were Ooh. talking about what they were expecting to see in episode nine. It's the and Falcon. so I wanted to jump ahead and listen to that episode nine episode, but I haven't found it. And it might just be that it's somewhere in there with a different name, with a different topic, yeah. but they talked about it. You know, I don't know. So if you guys hear that, otherwise I'll send you a message about it. But that's neither here nor there. So just a couple of them that we've listened to that we enjoy, you might enjoy as well. Um, well, very so, good. <laughs> we've been talking to one of those in particular about uh, doing a, a little combined episode. So Yeah, we have. We're in negotiations. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, and so Four Star the... Comics. Okay. Don't forget to go there. What, what what is that? Yeah. All right. So uh, real quick, last that thing for me. Like an all... awesome podcast. It, it does sound like an awesome podcast. Um, apparently, there's a couple of guys who are just talking Star Wars comic books, um, which coincidentally is what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. It is. Uh, so last week we talked about ep- uh, issues one through six of the new Star Wars run of comic books, and this week we're talking about issues seven through eleven. Um, and then we're not going to talk about the Star Wars run anymore because I'm going to trust these guys over at Force Lore Comics, which is us. Uh, to talk it about is. that, so next week will be uh, issue number 12 from Star Wars, which came out this past Wednesday, so we're trying to keep one, exactly one uh, week uh, uh, behind the release date, so if you are a reader, you can listen to Give them. Give you a chance to read. If you aren't, you're one week behind, you know, yeah. where everybody else is and, and knowing what's so, going on in the Star Wars universe. So if you're um, like and me... And I will and... say this... Oh, oh go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, if you're, if you're like me and you just can get enough of the comic books, we have the shows for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of it. You, you didn't no, get no, that, did you? That's you just one can that. get enough. You I, can get enough. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I do, I do suggest you read them. Um, we do a really good job, but we are not paid by Marvel or Lucasfilm to to write these stories. We're just talking about them. But we so. are threatened by them. We've been told to actually stop, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they meant it. Yeah. Yeah. I well, at least I didn't understand the letter. So anyway, what are we doing? <coughs> oh yeah. Apparently so y'all got any more listeners. news? That's huh? it's honestly it's all the news that I've got for Star Wars this week. Uh, I don't have any news either. I yeah, it has not been a big week of stuff coming out. I did want to point out. So episode sixty six of our certain point of view is dedicated, of course, to. Uh, to uh, Order 66 and what happened with the clones. I did see a really cool thread, and I want to talk about this, uh, about, like, so we know Top's chip malfunction, and he kills a Jedi before they're supposed to, and this leads to that whole storyline. We talked about this in our episode. But a guy on Facebook asked, uh, well, you know, what's the malfunction rate of these things? 
What a great question, because we only saw one malfunction. Now, I think he had misunderstood or didn't watch into the Clone Wars, and he assumed Rex's had, uh, had malfunctioned, but it happened. We know Ahsoka actually removed it. Um, but we, we never did get the story on how Wolf and Gregor are, uh, end up in Rebels, you know, how they basically got through Order 66. But um, that's a great question. What is the malfunction rate on those chips? Because we know at least one of them did when, you know... I don't know. I just thought that was cool. I hadn't thought about really, that before. Yeah, that's an awesome question. And I wonder how much of the current, um, I wonder how much the current environment is really telling you about that. You know, where it comes to, there's obviously you know a pandemic going on, and there are vaccines happening, and this, and there's all these medical things out there, and yeah. you know it's on people's minds. And if that had any medicine. impact on that, or if he happens to be a you know hardware or software engineer. So anyway, all right. So, are we doing countdowns? Yeah, let's do some countdowns. The next thing up is uh, Star Wars Day, right? Star, well, I mean, you say Star Wars Day, I say Bad Batch, but whatever. Yeah. 52 days, is this updated? Yeah. It won't let me updated, so I didn't know. So I guess it means it is updated. So 52 days, May 4th, we have uh, the release of the show The Bad Batch. Can't wait. And it also happens to happen on... May 4th. Yes, it May happens to happen there. It's a coincidence that it's on. Happens to happen. 365 so days. And All right, quick, quick, uh, to... quick vote. What do you guys think? When yes. will episode 2 come out? Episode 2 of The Bad Batch? Mm-hmm. My vote mm. is May 7th. May the 7th. Why? Because it's a Friday. Yes. I don't, they've been doing all their show releases on Fridays. They have. So they I'm, have. you know, and I think there's a special release day because we had a special release day for uh, the Mandalorian episode one, and that's because it was on the release day of Disney Plus. Can we spoil WandaVision? Um, we probably no. Sh- shouldn't. No, yeah, don't worry about it. Seventy nine days, and are you ready for the next one? Yeah, Star okay. Wars Lego: The so, Skywalker Saga. Yeah, on May thirty first. So May's going to be a fun month. Um, and then 170... Oh, we have news. Okay. I knew there was news. Go ahead and do the next one. Ooh. 178 days until Life Day Treasury. Holiday stories from a galaxy far, far away. Okay, don't That's do the Tuesday, one after that. Tuesday, September 7th. Okay. Uh, 234 days until... No, no, the I said don't do that. Uh, don't do the one after that. Days. I was very specific about don't do the 234. So, I can't um, hear you. We have uh, some news, and it has to do with our countdowns. We've been describing 234 days until November 2nd, which is Star Wars The Mandalorian, an original novel being released um, by Del Rey Publishing. That was the company. Del Rey put out an official notice that both this book and a book on... uh, It was like the the full character book, the uh, the Mandalorian Ultimate Guide book. Both of those books... Have been canceled. Really? Have been taken off the. Sh- yeah, so this book is no longer being written. Interesting. Uh, this, this original novel is no longer being written, and neither is. I'm sure at some point the Ultimate Guide will come out. I don't know if that has anything well, to do upsetting. with it. That's upsetting. This Caridun, is the original novel? Not. Yeah. The original, what? yeah. This Ooh. is news. Yep. I was um, really looking forward to that. I've been, I mean, all you got to do is go back and listen to all our podcasts for the last like six months. 
I've yeah. been really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's really, 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 really upsetting. Um, oh, we don't I know you just officially cross it out. There is no, there is no official um, why yeah. for that. This might be our last podcast, guys. <laughs> We're done. Um, Wookie Life Day? No. I, I, I can't do the oh, countdown. Here was the reasoning. You ready for this? Yeah. Due to the ever-expanding world of The Mandalorian, we will no longer be publishing The Mandalorian original novel at this time as the story continues to unfold on screen. Huh. So, now it's possible that they... You know, that all of a sudden their story had something to do with with Boba Fett, and they didn't know that the book of Boba Fett was coming out because they just weren't Boba privy Fett. to that information. Like, there could be any other reason, but... Um, as of right now, that's, that's scrapped. Mm. So that was the, that was the official statement. Sorry. Yes. All right. Papa um, got all emotional there for a second. Yeah. Your uncle wanted us to have this when, <laughs> when, when you were old enough and, and the book was finished being written, of course. <laughs> your father wanted you to read this when you were old enough, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> uncle, <laughs> uncle Kennedy. <laughs> That's a reference to Kathleen Kennedy, and she's yeah. a sheep. Um, I don't think she had anything to do with this, though. All right. Um, well, who did then? Who did? Well, I mean, it, it is possible. Like I said, I, it's... I, oh, well, you I know, I like to trivia. be the optimist on our show. And so my thought is, when Book of Bubba Fett was coming out, they were like, oh, no, we had Bubba Fett doing something very different in our book. I thought Papa Bear was the optimist. What? Well, I thought yeah. you were the pragmatist, certain. and I'm just the silly guy. I'm... I'm <clears throat> I think I'm still the optimistic one. Okay, Papa Bear, what are you? I'm a simple man just trying to make my way through the universe. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> That's your Boba Fett talking. Uh, Wookiee Life Day, then. Yeah, yeah, but I did it like Lando. <laughs> <laughs> you truly belong here among the... Whatever he says. Um, among the clouds? Among the clouds. Was that good, you, Lando? You ever seen a druid full of bacter gel? <laughs> uh, what was I watching? Uh, you got to check out the Oral Knots. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Oral Knots, uh, they do really awesome sound manipulation to existing film. Their revenge, or excuse me, Return of the Jedi remake is hilarious because Lando, when he gets into the uh, the Millennium Falcon, the first thing he says to uh, Nine Numb is. Uh, <laughs> Let's turn on the personality matrix. <laughs> so he turns back. Up. It was Elf. What was the name of the his droid? L four or something. L three three seven. L three three seven. So he's like L three three seven. And oh, yeah. hey, Lando. And then they make jokes that I can't repeat on our show. Um, but it is hilarious because Nine Numbs is sitting there like, "What are you doing?" And, and he just finally says something. Like, hey, it's been a while. Um, anyway. It's hilarious. So the oral knots, oral meaning like you can hear it, A-U-R, as opposed to, you know, dealing with the mouth. Um, anyway, oral knots, Return of the Jedi. Wookiee Life Day is Wednesday, November 17th, 249 days away. Star Wars Celebration 2022, Thursday, August 18th, 523 days away. We're going to try to get there in the Aluminum Falcon. Ooh, I'm just announcing it now. Aluminum Falcon. Uh, an aluminum falcon is when you take an old school bus or maybe an old U-Haul truck and you 
converted into a Millennium Falcon looking vehicle. Um, and we're going to call that the Aluminum Falcon. What, you've never heard of the Aluminum Falcon? Yeah. Fast enough for you, old man. What are you doing? That's your uncle talking. <laughs> that this boy, two droids, said no questions asked. <laughs> So we're here today to tell you all about That's your uncle the latest issues. After today's episode, you will be up to date. You will be up to date. Now that I say it, on uh, you think on the Star Wars comic books. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, seven ten. Um, I mean seven through eleven. Seven through eleven. So when we left our heroes. Where were we? Where Luke had we, just uh, got a yellow saber from uh, yeah, the Grand Inquisitor. Show it and bring hope. He's like, look what I got. I got hope. It's right here. It's yellow. <laughs> and it was all yellow. You guys remember how it, Mark Hamill's really good at voices? Hey. He is. He is. Much better than me. Is that what we're getting at? Well, I was. Yes. I, nope. I was making. You actually are pretty good at voices. Yes. But my joke there was that you sounded nothing like Luke there, so that was why it fit the conversation. Well, with the blast shield down, I can't even see. Uh, I gotta go to Tashi <laughs> Station, man. I was going to Tashi Station. You'll have time to mess around, screw around with your friends, whatever. Waste time with your friends later. All right. So, what's that, the name of you, this? Uh... That's your. That's your uncle talking. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what's the name of this uh, part of this uh, comic book series, Tim? Star Wars. Will of Tarkin. Uh, yes, Will of Will of Will of Tarkin. Is Will that what Tarkin? Said? No, that's his name. But the, <laughs> na- the series is called The Will of Tarkin. Now, and I do I like am you actually. Go ahead. Yeah, I like you pointed this out last time, and I didn't catch it until you pointed it out. How it does actually sound like his real name, Will of Tarkin. Yeah. That was um, cool. And I'm. I'm almost disappointed in it because the will of Tarkin is only two issues. Oh. Now, so it would have been better if it was longer. However, um, we're also well, way past uh, Tarkin's time, and this yeah, is potentially are. the last story uh, regarding Tarkin in, as far as moving forward with the story. Well, you know, like, and a lot I of this think... one actually, speaking of moving forward, is a flashback. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the second uh, that second issue, right? Or is it the first issue? That's, the that's seven episodes. Well, yeah, it's Will of Tarkin one, the seventh issue, and it's with Zara thinking about. We find out that they did not part on good terms, Zara and Tarkin, and Zara oh, yeah. Tarkin is her mentor and who she wanted to be like, and who she had kind of, kind of almost like a father figure to her. She had really dedicated herself to to making Tarkin impressed and happy and all that. Um, and it shows she so she flashes back to when she's basically first. Uh, what's the word? It's not interviewing. She's basically uh, competing to be his his protege. And she's competing with two of her cadets, and Tarkin takes her to uh, the planet he's from. Oh, man, do you remember the name of this? Vermont? No. Vermont was um, the creature they were hunting. Oh, Ar- they were on Ariadu. Is this not the same planet in that book where... Uh, uh, well, anyway, they're, they're flying the ship, uh, the Spike. What was the name of that ship? Uh, the Carrion Spike, um, which if you read the book Tarkin, uh, a lot of that book, 
focuses on that spaceship, the carrion spike. A uh, carrion, meaning like dead animals, carrion. Um, so, and they go to Tarkin's homeworld, and they're at the carrion Ariadu. plateau. Hmm? Ariadu. Ariadu. And uh, Tarkin's family had a tradition that in order to basically, I guess, like, start your journey of being awesome, you had to go into this jungle and hunt these scary beasts called Birmok. All, and now that I say that, that sounds just like the German word for army. <laughs> wow, it's, so in the comic book it's spelled V-E-E-R-M-O-K, Wehrmacht, Wehrmacht, in German, army is W-E-H-R-M-A-C-H-T, Wehrmacht, uh, means to make war. Um, wow, that's, that's messed up now that I think about it. Huh, live and learn, kids. Is it is it messed up or is it? Is it cool? I mean, it's cool. I, I, I don't mean it's messed yeah. up. I can't believe they did this, and I will never ever buy a hero was hero corset <laughs> again. Um. Uh oh. Uh oh. There it is. Wow. Well, pulled I, it out again. Somebody just threw that out there. Oh, that 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 gaunt was thrown down. Um, no, I mean it's messed up. Like that's. That's super cool. Again, Tarkin yeah. looks like a Nazi. I mean, we're just obviously that's who he's he's supposed to look like. That he blows up an entire planet of people. Um, let's say in A New Hope, Tarkin is the bad guy, not Vader. I mean, Vader's a bad guy, but Tarkin is the bad guy in A New Hope. Um, you know, they even talk about Tarkin holding Vader's leash. Um, but anyway, wow, he he says go hunt the Veermok. That that's still in my head, but there's this apparently super dangerous creature that it's albino, and he makes a big point of that because like the only way this because they're not supposed to be albino, so this one had to be super strong and crazy, scary, bad to be able to survive despite not having camouflage, and her job and the, her two other people she's competing with is uh, to go out and hunt and bring back the head of this thing. Do you remember what she did, Tim or or Papa Bear? You're very quiet after your heavy breathing, so now I'm a little worried about you. <laughs> well, she brought back the head. Papa Bear, Just like you... she was supposed to. Do you think Papa Bear's alive, or should we call 911? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> but she, she does. <laughs> she brings back the head, and it looks like it's, uh, it's, it appears to be the next day. Yeah, well, he so... said that they had until sunrise to do this. Oh, did he say sunrise? I thought it was... Uh, for some reason in my head, it was two days. Okay. Um, well, it was a time limit, but no, I thought it was sunrise. But do you remember what else she did? Oh, I'll remain here until dawn. Yeah, so he said, where are your colleagues? Yeah. And she said... Uh, <laughs> they did. What did she say? She said, yeah, she said they... When it came down to it, they were unworthy. That's how she, that's how she said it. Yeah, she killed them, um, and... Apparently, she guessed correctly that that's what Tarkin wanted, was not just the head of this animal, but to show that you'll eliminate any any threat or any competition. Um, and she does it. So this is the type of people Zara and Tarkin are. Um, yeah, I wrote, I wrote it down in my notes. He had 12 hours to get its head. Krennic and Tarkin, one of my... Oh, yeah, they show Krennic in this. Um, in this flashback about their opera... Yeah. They're working on Operation Project Stardust. You ever heard of it? Yeah, I like the nod yeah. to that. That was cool. Yeah. So we saw Krennic in this. Uh, if you don't remember, Krennic is the main bad guy in the movie Rogue One. Um, 
He's a bad man. Now, I don't understand my own notes here because I just wrote Burnium Row, a crook mid-rim. Um, I'm on my own, aren't I? Burnium Row. This man, Row. Here we go. There's a warlord named Burnium Row. That's right. And she was tasked with going to bring back his head. That's yeah. what made her think of this. Okay, Is that like Marshawn Row? Oh, good question. Yeah, and when he says that, uh, this man, Roe, is utilizing rhetoric and imagery associated with an obsolete criminal organization known as the Nihil. That's right. Yeah. You're right. I, I have that in my notes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should yeah. read my notes. So good it's really cool because that, that, that Nihil, this book came out in... Uh, uh, Last year. March, February, January, December got skipped, November, October, Seven I think October, ago. maybe September... I think it was October this book came out. Your point is, it came out at least a year ago, a year and a half, and it's no, referencing no, no. things in the new novel. It was six <clears throat> months ago. Okay. But it's referencing so, things in the new novel. Yeah, which came out in January. So it's just another piece of that. Uh, well, we talked a little bit about the, the cohesion of stories uh, before we started recording, right? Uh, I'm going to play what we have supposedly before we start recording, and we'll let the audience not. decide. Um, <laughs> I really am going to go. I really am going to go wipe some of that. You out. are right. going to Venmo me Hello. this amount of money. Um, <laughs> oh, that's your uncle so, talking. And I, you know, I, I wonder how much of this came saber? from the. So our discussion was a conversation about the the cohesiveness of Marvel. Um, namely oh, that, in the yeah, films yeah, and yeah. TV and shows both. with the MCU. Yeah, and they do uh, a good I job. wonder how much of the new design of the High Republic, where they're really focused on keeping everything together, and really all of canon, well, they um, need to. They really is coming do. from that. Coming from that yeah. with, with the success of Marvel. Um, they need to figure out what are we doing here? What are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> and I think they're starting here? to. And uh, well, and to that point is. I guess that's why they did pull the Mandalorian novel, because they're trying to come up with a storyline. I mean, it's potentially. Overall... I mean, that's 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 certainly the hope. As opposed to just throw um, stuff out there. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I'm telling you, man. If John Favreau and Dave Filoni were in charge, yeah, it would. Yeah, we'd have an amazing Star Wars universe to look at. Um, well, and, and they kind of are in I charge. Think some, yeah, I think we had some some poor direction in... In, in some of that last trilogy, and that's really what is impacting uh, that. Everything well, else canon has yeah, been let's, great. Let's, so let's avoid discussing that tonight. Well, I'm just trying <laughs> to say everything else. Everything else since Disney has purchased has been phenomenal. Um, so they have their own version of the dark so. web called the Shadow Feed, and on the Shadow Feed, Zara finds out where. So she was supposed to go kill Burn. Well, no, she was supposed to bring back the head of Bernie and Roe for Tarkin. And instead, she thinks she kills him by with a giant aerial bombardment. And then she goes back to him, and he's like, okay, so where's the head? And he, I, what do you mean? He's dead. I thought you meant figuratively. He's like, I meant literal. You, you want the actual head? What? Yeah. Well, and who wouldn't? I mean... Makes uh, for a great... Uh, oh, now I'm thinking of the governor on The Walking Dead. Um, but anyway... Yeah. That's your, that's your uncle talking. <laughs> Why is my... He's got a lot to say. That's Uncle Jimmy. He's very Jimmy. busy. He's... Uh, you, he wanted your father to have this head when you're old enough. He's got, um, a, thing for, he's got a thing for the Jimmy Jans. Jimmy Jans. So it turns out she missed. That was a she lookalike. She killed a whole bunch of his... Yeah, bad guys, but... 
he had a he had a Saddam Hussein thing going on there with the lookalikes. Yeah, remember that Saddam Hussein had his lookalikes. Oh, anybody you know, upper level like that, you know, you're gonna need some uh, body doubles and some lookalikes and stuff. Do American presidents do that? The shows. All the time, man. All the time. The deep fakes and the fake deeps. Yeah, who do you think really goes to the golf course? There ain't nobody going nowhere, and everybody knows it. Because of COVID? I don't know. <laughs> so That's, that's um, your uncle talking. They have a video of him la- basically laughing out and yeah, threatening the Imperials for missing. On the mm. shadow feed. Yeah. I thought that was cool that they have their own dark web. Um, yeah. And so she failed, and this is going to basically mean Tarkin tells her, bye-bye, bye-bye, and uh, you're out. this is so, oddly going to save her life. <laughs> it is. It's really cool. Yeah. It is really cool. Yeah, she decides that she is going to prove herself, and she's still going to go get this guy. So she steals um, a Lambda-class shuttle. Yeah, she knocks out a couple of stormtroopers uh, and steals a shuttle. Lambda. And, and uh, just happens to leave the Death Star moments before Luke Skywalker visits it. Luke, use the false Luke. And he did. And skaboosh. So I assume she went spinning away, much like... Uh, I Vader. do I do like in the uh, remake, um, and I don't like much about the remakes of the original films, how when Luke, you know, the two... Fo- are they... See, I get my Star Trek and Star Wars confused. Proton or photon torpedoes? For it's proton, proton is proton Star Trek. Is now photon torpedoes is Star Trek. Yeah. So proton, yeah. Wait a minute. Pro, photon means light particles, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Like photograph or yeah, yeah. And proton is the positively charged. Anyway, who cares? Um, so these two torpedoes of some sort, I care. Go Star down Wars the, has proton torpedoes. I did. I did like in the remake how <laughs> when when the Death Star explodes, you can barely hear this, but go back and listen. It's really cool. On um, on Luke's uh, headset, you hear you hear Gimli say, "Still only counts as one." <laughs> I I did see that meme. That's <laughs> Come on, that was funny. That That is funny funny because this is going to come full circle because I have the reference to that coming up. Yes. It's not as funny as when I said Luke got his, you know, he went to the second hand store. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. So, all right, uh, Death Star is blowed up and Zara was in the shuttle. And like Tim said, she kind of has a Darth Vader experience. Except for unlike, well, does Vader's ship have a hyperdrive on it? Because oh, most yeah. TIE Fighters do not, um, but I guess his did because it was special. He's special. Um, he's, he's Darth Vader. He's a, he's a Sith Lord, you know. I heard. There's a rumor. Um, but she's in a Lambda class. We know they've got hyperdrive, so she gets away. Oh, yeah. But now she's going to dedicate the rest of her life to trying to, you know, be you know, make it up to Tarkin. But unfortunately for her, the last orders left before Tarkin is obliterated was that she's no longer in favor, and she ends up in the middle of nowhere. I think that ends episode or issue seven, right? No. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did he? Blah 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 blah. Grease reference. No. I don't remember. The Rebel Seventh Division will be overwhelmed. Here we go. Let's do this. Destroy the Seventh. Oh no! More ships are coming out of hyperspace. It's the Fourth. 
Yeah, and so... he says, are you leaving? And she said, yes, I intend to lead the boarding party to get onto this ship. And we had some hints of this. So, yeah, thank you, because I didn't write that in my notes and I had forgotten. So that's what's going on in real time, you know, for the, the storyline, is that we know that the Imperials have the code, so every time the Rebels make a transmission, they reveal their locations to the Imperials. So the fourth is with the one uh, Leia's with, and they make a, a transmission to the seventh, which reveals both their locations. The seventh happens to be closer to Zara, but her, you know, she's obsessed with killing Leia, but they're like, we, you know, got to knock out the seventh because they're closest. The thing is, as a military person, this, and they, I'm glad they finally came around to this, that goes both ways. Meaning, if you know where the enemy is, <laughs> the, make, you, you, you use that information. And the rebels up until this point, that, that was bothering me. They kept, oh no, it's, they're going to show up at this place. I'm like, that's like a dream come true from a military point of view, is I can tell you exactly when and where they're going to show up. Um, so, man, I'd, I'd have, like, a single ship out well, there, maybe maybe manned by drones, or, clo or, or clo what, uh, droids, rather, and I would have them transmit, and then that would be, you know what, that's a gigantic trap right there waiting to happen, and I'm so glad Leia finally does this. Yeah. So, yeah, they, so that was an episode, that was an issue seven, where the Imperials jump in, and suddenly the fourth jumps in behind them. Yep. Mm, yep. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I bored you. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, about right. you know, you know, that's that's your uncle talking. <laughs> I, I was stretching. I've been all. I think we have one soundbite of Papa Bear tonight, and it just says that my uncle is talking. That's no, he also went. <gasps> oh, we do have the out of breath. But my wife says I always sound out of breath, and she's worried about me. All right, so we get a Yoda call back at the very beginning of. Uh, too personal? Okay. Um, <laughs> issue eight. Yeah. Moving on yeah. to issue eight. We get a we get a Yoda call back. <laughs> We've been through one of our five issues. So <sighs> we're waiting. Go 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 go. Um, Palpy we start says, with Vader talking to the Emperor, right? And he's like, "It is time. We have to take them out." This is this is a little I flashback. Love I love um, this. And it's Coruscant, just after Cloud City, is when it says. Yeah. And so Vader's there. And he says, we've got them yes, on the run. It's time to take them all yes. out. Um, and he says, I hate... <laughs> and he says, he says, I would. I wish we had Thrawn or Tarkin here. But since we don't, you'll have to do, basically. Um, but he says, I... That's, that's your uncle that's, breathing. That's, that's the Vader background, yeah. Um, yeah, I love he that says, he says, uh, Thrawn or Tarkin are my only two commanders capable of this. Oh, but Vader, you're the only one here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he says, and he says, well, and he and he does kind of state uh, that he's got another mission, which is find Luke Skywalker. It's Thrawn, um, which it. arguably is the same mission. So whether that, you know, whatever. But uh, but he says, you know, it's gonna have to come down to you. And then we get a Yoda call back from Vader. And yeah, where Yoda tells Vader to do or do not, don't try. Yeah, Vader says no. There is another. <gasps> and that was his line there. Um, okay. And then Vader well, comes meanwhile, to Zara. We find out where Zara is stationed. Yeah. Because again, Not the, the last place, the last, uh, the last order given 
was that basically she'd be treated horribly before she gets a chance to redeem herself. So, so yeah, that's the standing order. So she's on Kessel. Yep. <laughs> she's on Kessel, which we know is like the planet with the worst reputation of just about any in the Star Wars universe, except for maybe Mustafar, I guess. But um, so she's on and Kessel. And we didn't quite mention one other thing from the last issue, one little thing. There was one little scene here. It was right after uh, Krennic, because you mentioned Krennic. Or right before Krennic, whatever, um, oh. where he introduces Vader to Zara. Yes. He says, "Oh yes, your little," f yeah. and he says, "Your little foundling." Yeah, yeah. So that was all. That's so Vader knows about her, and they actually make sure that that's clear. There's no hole in the story here. So she, yeah, she's letting herself go, kind of, and uh, she's got her feet up on the desk. I think her, you know, she either wasn't wearing it. I know she has to change, but a dude like is like, uh, uh, you got a phone call? She's like, yeah, who is it? <laughs> it's Vader. Um, so she's like, get my uniform, and so she goes. Oh, she on says, there. yeah, right. It's probably the Emperor. He said, well, not quite, but it is yeah. Lord Vader. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good little bit of Star Wars humor. I liked it. It was. So Vader says, uh, don't fail me again, Commander. Um. What does Vader tell her to do? Vader says you have to go and find all of the rebels and destroy them all. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's essentially her job is, hey, we've been fighting with the rebels for quite some time, and you are now uh, solely she... responsible for wiping them all out. Now you've, uh, what, uh, shoot, now I'm getting my stories confused in my head. Uh, Chandler's Folly. Re Vader references this. And I can't remember the backstory there, but there is one. So for you deep-cut Star Wars fans, this is a reference to one of the novels in my brain didn't allow me to remember where. I think it's from the Tarkin novel, um, Chandra's Folly, because Zara said, and I love this, she says to Vader that uh, Tarkin was you know, teaching her lessons, and one of the last lessons he was teaching her was this humbling outpost, and Vader says, yeah, I always found his lessons to be very informative. And he mentions, and there's a reference to Chandra's Folly, but I can't remember what it was. But I just thought that was cool that Vader's like, I found his lessons to be very informative. Uh, Zara, um, you know, uh, so blames... I looked it up real quick, and it was a hunt of Tarkin hunting Vader. Sweet. I'm gonna get you. It was a tickle fight they had one day. Yeah. It was a bunch of them hunting Vader Papa on Bear? this planet. Anyway. Uh, Papa Bear. So I, yeah. It was a tickle fight they had one day, Papa Bear. Oh, it was. Man. It was. Now Vader won because Tarkin wasn't strong enough to hold him down through the uniform. Tickle. Yeah, it's difficult. So this is we also find out that Zara blames Leia for Tarkin being on the Death Star. Yeah, uh, that's why she is particularly like I'm gonna find this Leia and I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. Um, are we done? Are we ready for our uh, nine? Well, no. Nine. This is no. German for no, so I don't know what you're saying to me. No, there's a lot. For issue nine? Yeah, that's. I'm out of notes. You You shouldn't be out of notes. We've only talked about the first three pages of this comic book, and we haven't even finished the first three pages. Um, well, then finish, take it home for us, brother. <laughs> there's a really important um, Vader line here where he that says to bad. her... Um, because she says, I am honored, I will not fail you. And he says, as he usually does, see that you do not. Yeah. And then he says, this assignment does not come solely from me. The Emperor knows your name. This is either your greatest opportunity or the worst moment of your life. I did love tell. that line. 
love um, that. And it's so yeah. true of the of the Empire and the way they run uh, things. So and at my a... job, the last performance I, assessment I got, the exact same thing was said to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you work for? <laughs> so I'm going to jump back just a little bit and remind everyone that Charles Soule is the writer of this book. Um, Worst moment done... of his life. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful job here. That was some great Star Wars writing. And since we're here, we forgot to mention it. Did, did uh, he do the first book too, of the High Republic? Yeah. That's yep. what I said. In yeah. yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so Ramon Rosanes is the artist, yeah. and Rochelle Rosenberg is the colorist. Um, with Clayton Cowles doing the lettering. So that is kind of where we're at here right now. Um, okay. But now, still here in this issue, we come back to real time, and she boards the ship. Yeah, she boards Leia's ship. Yeah, this so is a cool. big deal here. I, so that so, was still uh, in in eight. I, I must have got my notes mixed up because I have that. This as is part all of still issue part nine. of Tarkin's will. Yeah, so this is all okay. still part of the same thing of her attacking Leia. Um, and they, her shuttle gets into Leia's ship. Lightsaber. I gotta tell you, infiltration of ships seems uh, pretty easy in the Star Wars universe. I know it's not easy. Apparently, but, yeah. just pull up alongside and jump out. Everyone's able to do it. She <laughs> got on board. There you go. Um, it's the nice thing about Star Wars being a fantasy and not a science fiction. Is it? So, what like, does she right, do on board uh, Leia's ship? She starts off by well, she takes out a bunch of guys, um, and then they she takes over the comms, doesn't she? Is this... Yeah. All in episode eight? Yeah, this is all issue eight. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, I might have my notes out of order. So, yeah, she basically sets up the reactor to blow. And then yes. contacts the bridge and is like, Hey, you know what? I'll turn this thing off. Scout's honor. If you just send Leia down here. No weapon. She didn't even say no weapons, did she? No, she's, she didn't. She, I think she even said she could even have... A, she can even be armed. I, maybe I'm remembering that wrong. But I, I know Leia takes that, a weapon with say, her. Yeah. Oh, she can bring any weapons she likes. It won't matter. Yeah. The uh, so Leia... I see her again, I'll react. Yeah, I'll react. So what she yep. brought was a broken off broom handle and a copy of Lisa Loeb's Nine Stories, the tape. Yeah. You yeah. say I only cry when I want to, which I thought was a weird choice in weapons. But hey, you know we all have our specialties. Spoiler, it works. Oh my gosh, she throws that tape on and Zara's just crying. Yeah. What are we doing? They dance together. Um, we weren't expecting that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's a whole lot. Now, I'm gonna, and I'm going to summarize the outside of the battle. The outside battle is awesome. <laughs> um, they do a really good job with the outside battle. And the Rebels are basically, they're victorious here. Um, they they are the because... Yeah, they hammer and, and anvil this thing, don't they? Yeah. So when the Imperials jump in to engage the seventh, just like I was saying, when well, we know when and where the enemy is going to be, so the fourth jumps in right behind them. Hammer, hammer, anvil. The Imperial fleet is getting torn up. But Zara's, she busy man. She she's got to kill or some, confront Leia, and yeah, that's where we are. So, and that, does that? Does that issue really keep going until Luke shows up? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't know yeah. why I don't so have Luke that. So Luke starts in the right outside. Place. He's part of the main battle. Um. Use the force, Luke. Yeah. And uh, 
so they go through all that, and then she shoots at Leia and basically tells her all the stuff that we've already said. Yeah, um, but I'm gonna get you, girl. Yep, I'm here for you. I'm mad at I'm you. Get you, get you, all get these you, things, get you, and then Luke shows up. Yeah, Luke shows up, and even Luke can't stop Zara from escaping. Um, but he says, "I think you're on the wrong ship." Yeah, which is a pretty sweet line. So yeah, Zara basically there's this fairly terrifying scene in the engineering room or whatever where yeah she shoots the gun out of Leia's hand and like wounds her in the arm. Like she's just toying with Leia. So Zara's pretty, pretty impressively tough. Um, and then when Luke shows up, Zara beats a hasty retreat. You know, but it not really difficult for her, makes it aboard the Imperial uh, ship, and then they're able to jump out before the Rebels can finish off the Imperial task force. Now are we at issue nine? Now we're at issue nine. Called the Ancient Relic, or is it called Operation Starlight? Um, part one is the Ancient Relic. Right, so the the whole, um, the whole little miniseries we're on here is called Operation Starlight, but part one is the Ancient Relic. Okay, and so the problem is, as we've talked about, that the uh, rebel communication has been compromised, kids. Um, So we need to figure out a way to encode rebel communications again. But since they're scattered throughout the galaxy, how are we going to do this without, like, communicating to the Empire what... Um, you know, how we're doing this. And so uh, the least likely, although when it comes to languages, I guess he's the most likely, uh, one to come up with a plan. Who's always responsible for saving the day, though? I mean, let's, is, let's just be honest here. Who? Who's, I said who's always responsible for saving the day. Let's be Papa honest. Bear? Papa Bear. Well, when Papa Bear's not around. I feel like we need to have an intervention. Papa Bear, are you okay? I'm doing awesome. How are you? You are particularly quiet tonight. The only thing I've ever heard you say tonight was, that's your uncle talking. You've said it like five times, but that's it. <laughs> well, it I, was I, my uncle talking. I know. It was. <laughs> Papa Bear, how do you feel about C-3PO? I don't know. Uh, there, there's this guy. His name is Kit Fisto, and he's like looking at me. <laughs> is he I, smiling? I is it creepy? I don't know what this is about. That's... Okay. Um, he, keeps, he keeps saying, is this your lightsaber? I guess it, it no, says base window on it. I think the beginning of this story summarizes a little bit easier than the uh, than some of the others, right? I guess C-3PO comes up with a plan on how they can, uh, you know, mask their comms again. And I guess it does make sense because he is, after all... A translation droid, a linguistics droid. Yeah, um, hero. Yeah. Human cyborg relations. Uh, protocol droid, right? The protocol? Protocol. I'm trying to avoid that word because the protocol, you know, suggests more like he knows how to run a fancy dinner for diplomats. Um, and what we're con- Well, he can. But what we're concentrating on is not his protocol abilities, but his linguistics abilities because he has an idea. Well, he's also it, talking about um, secret communications protocols. Well, do you know where Military this... Military intelligence protocols. Yes. This is... This is uh, basically taken from a real story. Do you all know that? Like, historically, they are talking about kind of a real story here. Something that happened with the American military in the 1940s. Yeah, oh, y'all didn't get this connection, oh, did you? I did hear about that. So in the 1940s, did they use a a Native American language? Yes, 
Yes. So, in the 1940s, the Japanese were able to consistently break American secret uh, codes. So, it was figured out that Navajo, the Navajo language, um, could be used by, uh, you know, by Navajo speakers. And the Japanese, assuming it was some, uh, some sort of distorted version of English that had been converted into code, could not crack this code. So the Navajo language literally became a top secret instrument of the U.S. Army, uh, leading to a phenomenon, a group of people called the Wind Talkers. Um, it's just, it's a really, really, really cool piece of history and story. Um, and these guys were amazing. They were absolutely fearless soldiers. Um, and uh, you want to hear something messed up. So these Navajo, they were all volunteers. Um, they would serve with frontline combat uh, units in the Marines and the Army. And uh, they were always given um, a, a soldier or a Marine to accompany them. And their job was to kill this guy if they were in danger of being captured because they were a top-secret asset. And uh, there's a really, really horrible movie about it called The Wind Talkers with Nicolas Cage. Um, which is a shame because this story really deserves a good treatment by Hollywood. But yeah, immediately being a historian, I was thinking of the the wind talkers because C-3PO's plan is to come up with the language. Fortunately, Navajo is not a dead language, but it is an extraordinarily you know limited use. Um, but C-3PO comes up with a uh, dead language called Trawak. Trawak. Ah, yeah. there it is. And uh, which is they just recently recognized too, wasn't it? Like two thousand. Yeah, that was a that whole they... weird thing, and I really don't want to talk about it because there's some weird political stuff yeah. surrounding that. But I will say this: yeah, there there are some surviving Navajo uh, wind talkers. Uh, they also call them code talkers. Um, <clears throat> my voice just cracked. And they were invited so to the anyway, White House. Yes. Too, too little, and, too late, but they were finally recognized, yeah. and yay for them. Well, that's not uh, even I'm not rushing by them, just getting back to our conversation. Yeah. So. Great, great. Yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Trawak is a language that has been gone for yeah, millennia, and C-3PO is like, there's only one droid in existence that knows this language, so if we can get this language and copy it, you know, the the Empire will probably never, ever figure it out. But unfortunately, where is that, that droid? On Coruscant. He's on... That's the heart of the Empire, I, dude. So I wonder how often 3PO is plugged into some kind of Imperial network to, like, just download information. Always. Like, and Always. he could have known it from the Republic times, but even still, like, that's an additional piece of information that's downloaded into his, you know, consciousness yeah, or whatever. that is that is um, kind of... Odd that he knows that. So, I mean, like I said, it it was likely gathered during the Republic. um, Yeah. And not during the Empire. And the Empire probably just kept it as a... So it's in a museum. It is in a museum. But it's not on display. It's in their, their, like, their backroom collection. The stuff that's not for public, you know, because there's no interest in it or for whatever reason. It's being stored in their... uh, well, the curator's personal personal collection, and this becomes our new. So we have a Ocean's nineteen kind of. Is that the right number? Ocean's, Ocean's, Ocean's eleven. Ocean's whatever. 19, <laughs> Ocean's 12, 12, 11, 12, twelve through thirty six. Uh, we have a heist story dun, now. Dun, 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 there he is. Dun, Steal dun, the droid. Dun, 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 
that's that's but possible. Now we're but, gonna okay. get a letter. Shh, shh. Don't say it. You don't want to get are? sued. Uh, are we getting another letter? No, is this one like uh, the Hero is Here one? All right, but anyway, so we got to steal the droid, and he's in the museum on Coruscant. So we're going to send in a special, a group of special operatives that call themselves the Pathfinders, led by Miss um, Bay and Mr. Dameron. Mr. Dameron. And guess what? They have a kid. <gasps> and his like name a baby? is Poetry Dameron. But he's usually known by the shorter version of just Poe. Did y'all know his full name was Poetry? I had no idea. Yeah, it, it's not spelled like the word poetry, like is poems. This, it's poetry. Um, yeah. Is this is this one of your uncle's stories? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, they're Yara on their way Poof. there, and they need a ship. And this was odd enough that they decided Leia decided that the Millennium Falcon would be the best smuggling ship to get them onto Coruscant. Um, I found this to be a weird choice. Yeah. Only because the statement before that was to Luke saying, no, Luke, you can't go. It's on Coruscant. The Emperor Vader could be there. Anybody that knows who you are, I can't even go because I'm Princess Leia and they all know my face. I can't go. Let's send the Millennium Falcon. It's an old Corellian freighter. There's got to be hundreds of them out there. Think so. I I bet every Corellian freighter that comes into the Coruscanti system is is taken for a conversation. So, if I had to nice. guess, every one of that model of ship is having a chat with Imperials. The Pathfinders do but go they make to it. yeah, and Lando's with them um, because he's piloting the the, the, the Falcon, and uh, it's cast. Huh? Needle wearing clothes. No, he changes. Oh. I, I actually was paying attention to that because what's, that's he, always... what's he wearing? It's a weird outfit. He almost looks like a vagabond. It's not very pretty for a Lando outfit. No? No. But anyway, cast Needle and Frell, and Wedge is in here somewhere, but he's not on this mission. Um, but anyway, they go there, and their job is to get into the curator's personal collection. they got to have a distraction. So Needle, who is um, from... Who is a cam- cam- he's from Camino. Come out and come out in. You left out the Cassian-style conversation. What's the Cassian-style conversation? Because they used Lobot to get into the system. Lando yeah. said, all right, you guys are here. Check it out. Me and, Land, me and Lobot are going to go back and wait on the Falcon. And they said, no, Lobot's coming with us. We need him to plug into the system. And he goes, no, 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 no. Lobot's not a rebel. And he said, well, Lobot kind of is a rebel. Um, or at the very least, he's a fugitive who's being protected by the rebels. So you could say he owes us. Ooh. He and forces this. him to go along, and he says, um, oh, what did he say? Mm. He says, which is something you should be thinking about too, Mr. Man of Questionable Loyalty and Morals. Yeah, Dameron doesn't like uh, Lando. But that was Needle that said that. Well, Needle said that last line. And Needle, Needle he said, like not you too, I thought we were friends. <laughs> and Needle said, friendly, but not friends. He doesn't friends. like you either. Um so it was it was really interesting. I did like there. that line, friendly but not friends. Friendly um, but not friends. I also friends. like that Lobot has what looks like dreads now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so Needle creates a distraction. It's like the perfect work phrase, right? And we're friendly, but we're not friends. Not friends. Uh Needle creates a distraction. This is how I first time I ever noticed that these guys have four arms. We talked about this last episode, because the statue has four arms. 
And I thought maybe it's kind of a Shiva type thing where it just has multiple arms. But Needle raises all four of his arms when he starts going. And he's just doing this as a distraction. He's like, this belongs, you know, in a museum. No, no, he doesn't say that. This Indiana does not Jones. belong in a museum. Yeah, uh, this does not belong. <laughs> this belongs back in. <laughs> this sounds like a real indictment of the British uh, Museum, to be honest with you. Which is where they display treasures from all over the world. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, it works. It gets the curator to leave his office. They engage the guards, the museum guards outside the um, uh, the curator's office, uh, Dameron and all of them. Now, what a cool nod this is, because it is a museum, meaning it's a building dedicated to, the, to days gone by. And the guards are dressed like what? Well, the... Oh, are you talking about, like, like Spartans? No? Well, that's cool, too. They're dressed like the old Senate guards, the the yeah. pre-imperial I mean, I guards. They yeah. yeah, but I think that's so cool because after so after Palpatine's rise to power, those guys go from wearing these blue outfits and all to wearing the red. But these well, guys, no, those are, still, are the imperial. Those are the imperial royal guards that go to red. Correct. But if you go back and watch, those guys were around. Before he becomes chancellor, after he becomes chancellor, we start to see the red guys. Right, but so I think this, those red guys are always around Palpatine. I only, yeah, but before that, there were the blue guys around Palpatine. This is what I mean. After the whole attempt on my life and all that, uh, we see the red guys. But yeah. the, I just love that this seems to be a nod to the old Senate, to the old Republic, that these guys are, and I always, honestly, I always liked these uniforms. I thought they were super cool looking, oh, uh, yeah. the, the blue helmets and all that. So they take these guys out pretty quick, and they get in there, um, and they steal the Mark II talker droid, also known as the Talkie. Yeah. Which, that's a cool reference to, I, I don't know if it's intentional or not, do we know what Luke? Do you know where I'm going with this? Lucas got his entire um, inspiration for um, for Star Wars in general from movies that used to be called talkies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the very beginning of cinema, like with with when they added dialogue, um, the Buck Rogers series and all that. That's what inspired him to write Star Wars. I mean, now he got the the storylines and the and the character development from things like Kurosawa, but the right. idea of the space adventure, like, uh, and that's why you have the the opening scrawl at the beginning of the those Skywalker sagas. That's all taken from these old movies that were called talkies. So I thought that was kind of a cool little, the Mark II talkie. Yep. Uh, episode ten, mm. issue ten. Um, uh, I don't... So Needle so, dies. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, um... Yeah. That's Needle right has now. to... That's in issue nine. That's... Yeah, an issue, uh, an issue, an issue Needle. Issue nine, Needle, uh, he has to keep this distraction going, and going, and to the point where he eventually gets himself in so much trouble that the curator decides to have him killed, and... He's executed... He is executed so that they many Bothans died to get this talkie droid. Um, in this case, one Kaminoan died to get this talkie droid. But now... Huh? So now they're back, and 3PO turns them on. Yeah, he does. Papa yeah. Bear. Do you have a cat? Papa uh, Bear, you don't... 
Did you read these, Papa Bear? Um, I don't think I have. My, my, my. <laughs> so you're literally my. just here for the ride. I'm wondering, because yeah. usually Papa Bear's like, well, there's also this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And then, or I'll say, you know, this, this. And I'm like, yeah. But this time? Yeah, I think no. my subscription ended, so I didn't see that one. Well, you uh, should have told us, buddy. We, oh. we would have, you know. Oh, I'm I felt like for... I was just boring you. No, that's your uncle talking. <laughs> oh my gosh, everyone, if you don't mind adult humor, go back and listen to Super Ego, the podcast, where, yeah, the Ben Kenobi series, it is so good. That's your Uncle Duck. All right, now we're, now we're on the issue, t- huh? You can literally use it anywhere. It, uh, I And I've started to, I'm saying that randomly to people, Have you? and I love it. And you get uh, looks, don't you? <laughs> hey, Jim, we got your car ready for you. That's your uncle talking. <laughs> uh, okay, you can just pay up front, I guess. <laughs> uh, my uncle my uncle is, is paying. He's, he's, over, he's over there. <laughs> that's, that's my car. My father wanted me to have this when I was old enough, but my his uncle name didn't is, approve. His name, is, his name is Kid Fisto. You fought in the Clone Wars? Oh, yes. <laughs> no, I, I see what you mean. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, episode, issue 10, The Rebel Code, Operation Starlight Part D. And they are able to wake up Mark II, and now we have Rise of Skywalker uh, C-3PO vibe going on, because when he comes on, his eyes are red. Yeah, he's, and he's full on Ultron here. He's a jerk. That was that was my thought was was Ultron because he had all the weird personality and and yeah. of Ultron and then he, he uh, yeah um, he's not Vision he's not Jarvis he's Ultron uh, I think a R2, Sith he, droid yeah he, he Sith throws droid? and zaps three uh, PO and then R two I think tries to zap him but it doesn't work and yeah, he zaps R two right back he picks up uh, one of the guy like a human he picks up 3PO, no he picks up three yeah. PO you're right um, and yeah. throws him and uh, oh my. Uh, Lobot. All right. Yeah, yeah we're using... Lobot raises a hand and all of his new tentacle things out of his head. <laughs> Bless they you. Do. They all they all light up. Thank you. Um, I'm not editing that. That's fine. It doesn't bother <laughs> people. Sneeze. <laughs> so yeah, Lobot's uh, able to control him, sort yeah. of. Uh, at first, he's just talking gibberish. No one can understand him, and he's just uh, attacking and stuff. But Lobot is able to to basically tap into Taki and make it. I hate that name. And make it so that Taki. Taki. Uh, what a sweet reworks the corrupted Let's... file so that they can understand through the corruption. But um, Taki essentially can... what's happening. And Taki can only keep functioning as long as basically he's jacked into Lobot's brain. Yep. And we find out that this is That's slowly bad. killing Lobot. No, not Lobot. <laughs> um, Highbot, however, is doing fine. Mm. That's your Lobot talking. Um, yes. so Lobot doesn't talk. Uh, so Lobot, is that where... That's all I got for, for issue 10. Um, there's a... There's, I mean, I guess there's only... Well, they, um, 
They jump. Uh, so what's going so they're, on? With they're talking. The... All right. So they're they're talking a lot about it here. Let's see where you where you're still on issue ten because some of your issues are a little off. Apparently, because um, I I know that they he... also Dameron's wife or girlfriend or significant other Poe's mom Bay uh, leads a group of pilots into an area where they think where yeah, that's, that's like six or seven pages away from here. Someone. Okay, you, that you go. Yeah. I'm going to take a break, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to just sit here and listen to you. <laughs> Let's get you cut back up. Um, so it's important here because um, <laughs> that's your uncle breathing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, Tim, go. Gonna, We're waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm I was trying to. Um, so he basically says, "Why should I? Why should I bother with anything?" Because. Uh, right now, if I tell you this language, it's the only reason that you've considered me not obsolete. Um, so he's already very defensive about being shut back down when yeah. he's done providing them with the information. Yeah. And uh, now they yeah. know that, that Lobot's having a little bit of issue, but not quite how far it is. Yeah. And Lando's like, hey, you know, you really got to act right of this because it's it's important. Um, so he's already defending... Lobot not knowing what's coming in the next issue, which is which is more conversation about Lobot. But then Lando walks away, and makes a call. Yeah, he calls yeah. the huts. Yeah, he, he calls, calls the huts. He calls zero. Zero the hut. Zero the hut. I don't know why you had to call me now. Now zero's um, dead. He calls Jabba's crew. He calls Bib Fortuna. Is who he calls. Right. And uh, and he basically tells them, you know, I've got some big information, and the big information is is now, worth enough that even the huts could sell the information to the Imperials. Did, did he call? I think they called him. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, because I was about to say he didn't engage, he didn't initiate. They're threatening him, so he. It seems again, Lando's kind of hemming and hawing for time. Not necessarily that he wants to sell out the the rebels. Right. It's just that he's between uh, Iraq and uh, Iran, which are two countries in the Middle East, and you don't want to be between those two. Is that the expression between Iraq and Iran? Anyway, what right. happens to him? So he says that. He said, but he tells him. He says the Imperials broke the Rebels' communication codes, and they're working on a new one using this new droid. So he says that to Fortuna. Yeah. Um, which, so far, that's not damaging information. Right. It's not too bad, but it's you know, it tells it tells it would it could potentially tell the Imperials that the rebels know what they're doing. It doesn't tell them now. It's not worth Jabba's time to say, "Hey, the rebels know that you're hunting them." Yeah, they've you know. got the only ex, you know extant version of this language the rebels do. So even knowing that it's an ancient language from this tribe would not give the Imperials the information they need to break the code. Yeah. So the Pathfinders are gone now, apparently. Yeah, they, and, they, except uh, for Dameron. He's still on the ship. Oh, yeah. Because the other ones become Starlight Squadron. And they fly off to go warn one of the rebel divisions, like, all right, here's what we're going to do. But, of course, they're always worried that this is going to cause the Empire to, to know where they are. And, of course, they get there and they find a bunch of debris where a rebel division used to be. And they get attacked yeah. by the Empire, and they have to jettison is, their astromechs. Well, and this is awesome, because what do they get attacked by? Um, initially, I think it's just, like, severe criticism. 
Yeah, but then it's Imperial probe droids. Oh, yeah, the probe droids. The, yeah, they come down onto the R2 units, and they start drilling into the R2 units, to which is interesting because... Computers. Yeah, it kind of implies that they have an idea of what's going on. Um, but this these, is sweet. Then, yes, Yeah, they were trying to get the nav computers out of the R2 units. Yeah, so they jettisoned them. And I think, what do they do? They jettison them and blow them up? Is this so they have this issue? Yeah, they have... Uh, yeah, they jettison yeah, because the it ends with them being hit by the... It, it ends with them being hit by the tractor beams. Because right. the X-Wings cannot jump without the nav computers unless they can you know, basically slave the systems together. The A-Wings can, but the A-Wings are like, we're not leaving you here. And then, boom, tractor beam gets them all, and that's where this issue ends. Um, now, there's one thing before that. But where... What's that? Go ahead. Okay. Um, there's a piece before that with uh, your friend Talkie and Talk. Lobot. Lobot. Where the droid reaches <laughs> toward Lobot, and, you know, he says there's some, there's some strange interference. Um, there's, a, there's a stutter in the interface between your organic and calculatronic elements which was common during my day. I wonder if... And then he reaches out to Lobot because he knew how to fix it. And all of a sudden, Lobot does speak. That's right. And Lobot says, wait, what? Where am I? I don't... Yeah. And then he stops. Because and the, it turns out the... Lobot had basically been tortured by the Empire to become a human computer. Yeah. Yeah, which is really sad. They have these um, in the uh, in the Dune series by Frank Herbert. They uh, they have human computers. I forgot what they're called. Anyway, now we're on to our last. Is, uh, we're not. Issue. We're still on this issue. Nope. This Kill is where it, the droid tells Barnes. them that. Uh, well, they <laughs> keep skipping stuff. Um, this is where the talkie tells them that Lobot's in uh, in yeah, in system failure. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned that Lobot the, is slowly dying. Yeah, this is where that happens, and Lando is not happy about this, but Poe is there. Not Poe. What's his name? Dameron's uh, his there. His daddy. Daddy Kess? Dameron. Is his name Kess? We call him the Double Ds. Okay. Double D. Yes, his name yeah. is Kess. Um, so he's concerned because his his wife is out there now as one of Starlight Squadron, and she's gone. So he's like, no, we are leaving this robot online and he's like, no, we have to disconnect. Lobot's going to die. Yeah. Kess so... pulls a pistol, uh, pulls a blaster on, uh, on, on Lando. Lando, and that's where the, ep- the issue ends. And we do, and you're right mm. to bring that up, obviously, because this also goes to our point last week. Lando is very loyal to those he's very loyal to. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when he decides he's on your side, he's on your side 100%. But until then, yeah, he's got his own interests to look out for. And because he's willing to risk his life here to protect Lobot, because Lobot's his, his friend. Um, and Dameron is, uh, Kess Dameron in this case, is willing to uh, take Lando's life <laughs> because his wife uh, or girlfriend, I don't know what their relationship is. They have a different last name, but in Star Wars Galaxy, I don't know if that matters. Anyway, but his, the mother of his child, who he's, he loves, Bay, she's out there. Um, so yeah, good good point. Now we're on to eleven. Well, eleven. Yes. It, but this one's got eleven on it. And eleven opens in the exact same place, the exact same argument. No delay, no pause, except that Leia steps up, 
And during the whole argument, she finally says, I'm sorry, Lando, I hate to do this too, but we have to continue. Yeah, that was pretty rough. They were willing to risk, and they thought he was going to die. Let's face it, yeah. they weren't risking. They they basically just said, you know what, Lobot's going to die, but we need this information out of talkie. Um, now, meanwhile, it's important to, to point out, because it's important to the story, that C-3PO is essentially taking uh, the Rebels' information, having uh, talkie translated into this Treywalk language, and then transmitting that out. And so they're basically slowly building a database of this Treywalk language. Um, and talkie's like, ha, 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 as long as y'all need me, I'm good to go. And that's where we end up is Lobot's dying and they're using, uh, you know, talkie. And now we get to the last hope. And Wedge is out there with, uh, with Bay. And I just love the fact that Wedge and Tilly's out there. Um, and they're flying, they're caught in the tractor beams and he's got an idea. What do we do when we're caught in a tractor beam, Tim? Or Accelerate. no, Papa Bear, what would you do? I would try and go full board. Escape. Which, away? Yeah, try no. to fly away. You go full bore into the Star Destroyer. Oh, that's going to cause a problem. They're moving into attack position. Um, yeah, Ooh. but Wedge has a plan, so they do. They fly straight at the Star Destroyers, and then right before they crash into it, they're able to blast the tractor beams and destroy them, but they have to fly into the hangar in order to make this maneuver work. And they need astromech droids. And guess what's in the hangar of a Star Destroyer? Astromech droids. Yeah, and are. restroom facilities, which are not available on X-Wings. Ooh. Yeah. Now, before we get to this firefight, you skipped some, uh, you skipped some Lando Lobot C-3PO says, whoever my maker was... <laughs> I thought that was a great yeah. line. Yeah. All right, go on. What, what did he say? So they're back on there, and uh, basically they're saying, you need to disconnect, you need to disconnect... And finally, they do get him to disconnect. Um, and C-3PO says, when they finally disconnect him and, and basically take him out... Lobot? They take out the, the talkie. Yeah. And Lobot, Lobot collapses, but 3PO goes, we've gotten him to send enough messages yeah. that I was able to download the entire translation. I have yeah. a full working translation in my databanks now. We're good. So, like, so even though like Leia did risk it... But Leia didn't risk it thinking Lobot was going to die. Leia risked it as long as she actually needed to, which yeah, was yeah. enough time for 3PO to create a a translation databank. Yep. Basically, um, he was, established a Rosetta Stone from Talkie's talk. Yeah. Um, so, and Talkie awesome. didn't think that that was possible. So this is a cool little trick that, that actually C-3PO pulls on Talkie. Um, so yeah, he's like, oh, we got what we need. Now, Lobot is on the edge of dying here, and it gets so bad, in fact, that um, Lando punches Dameron, um, who's pulled a gun on him, uh, or was it the other way around? Well, they end up in a physical altercation as Lando tries to... Yeah, he punches Dameron Lobot. and then goes after Talkie again, and then Lamron, uh, uh, Dameron pulls the blaster back out. Yeah, so then they have to actually restrain and, uh, and basically temporarily imprison Lando because he was trying to protect um, um, Lobot. And this is going to make Lando mad enough that where we end up, I know not the whole story, but in this part of the story, Lando does contact Oh, because he the says huts. it. Lando says, Lando turns around and goes, Shara Bay, what are you doing here looking past Dameron? 
Yeah, so Dameron turns around, and that's when he hits him. Okay, sorry, keep going. Yeah, mm. yeah. So and Dameron's like, "That was a dirty trick using you yeah. know my wife as a." He does call her my wife, um, but this makes Lando so mad that he does contact the Huts, going, "Hey man, I do got some information you might be interested in." Now we don't know that he actually sells him out, but meanwhile, what happens with Shara Bay? They're in a firefight. Yeah, they're in the. They're inside the hangar. And these ATSTs start coming out. Now, at first they got everything locked down because they basically pull up some X-Wings and A-Wings and blow up everything in this uh, bay. They, they jump out. They grab some astromech droids, and they're, they're taking them. And the astromech droids not only are going to help them jump out, but they have a lot of information on where the Imperial forces are. So this is, this is going beautifully. I love it when a plan comes together, right? Uh, not quite. Papa Bear? Not quite. He's gone. Um, so, yeah, because then it goes south real fast as these uh, ATSTs show up. Uh, she ends up giving up her life for this. Yeah, and she says I mean, she it, knows what's coming. She says, tell Cass I love him. And was she killed him. or was she captured? I don't... Um, I don't know that we see her. We don't. We definitely do not see her killed, which yeah. is good. Because um, she says, tell, tell Kess I love him and to kiss Poe for me. Baby Poe. And po. then the, the one guy says, order acknowledgement, the force be with you. And then she says, stay bright, Starlight. Stay bright, Starlight, yeah. That was her last I, line. I but there's no, there's no evidence of her being killed at all. There's stormtroopers approaching her, but no evidence of her actually going down. So the story basically, this part of the story basically ends with the rebels now have a new code language they can use. Um... You know, Lando has got good reasons to want to betray the Rebellion now, um, because they did try to kill one of his friends. Now, Dameron has, meaning Kess Dameron, has the very good point. He's like, hey, my friend Needle died for this mission. So if your guy Lobot dies for it, you know, I'm sorry, but this is this is the mission. Um, and now his wife looks like she's dead, because, um, yeah, they, they have to leave her behind on that hangar deck in the middle of a huge firefight. Um, and that's kind of where we wrap up this, right? Or do you got more? Um, no, that's about it. But then they got the, uh, oh, the, they do. did you talk about the navigational systems they got from the new art, the new Astromex? I did. I wonder if you and Papa Bear ever listened to what I'm saying. Well, I was listening, but I, yeah, yeah, I, was, the, the, I, was I said that the, okay. the stealing the Astromex kind of goes both ways with, the, yeah, they have the positions of the Imperial forces now too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, okay. Sorry. I was... I was rereading my notes to make sure I was all up to date here. Um, so, so yeah, then Leia just says it is it is time we went on the hunt. Um, yeah. We're not going to sit and, here and be hunted anymore. Well, and Lobot survives, so we got that going for us. Yeah. Although I don't think we see him anymore in canon. Uh, I mean, we'll find out in these comic books. But um, yeah, so that's that's it for comic book talk for our certain point of view. I mean, four score comics, obviously, we got plenty more. But yeah. for now, well, that's for, it for. Isn't for it? now, we've we've got some others coming, but it just depends on what we decide to talk about next week. Well, whatever it is, I want more Papa Bear. <clears throat> That's fine. I we can arrange it. that with the uh, Darth Vader series. Papa Bear. Hello there. Have you read the Darth Vader series? Oh, but we were going to do... Uh, I've, I've read some of the Darth Vader's. What are we doing next week? We were going to do a nod to the uh, women of Star Wars, weren't we? I, I, if if I've talked about this, I don't remember. Okay. 
So we did. Um, yeah, I meant to say yes. We're doing a nod to the women of Star Wars. And we're not talking about... Um, well, maybe what? we are. We can just talk about all of them. It can be characters and non-characters. That's fine. That's your uncle talking. <laughs> What's a non... Ooh, on Peru. So, <laughs> celebratory conversation about some That's of the women of Star wife. Wars. Will we miss some? Of course. Um, but we will talk about whoever we can. Um, and there's can an talk increasing number Dune? always. But it is it is Women's History Month, so we're going we're gonna to have is? a chat about them. Yeah. I was wondering that. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. And uh, that concludes our coverage of uh, the Star Wars comics episode or issues 1 through 11. And um, next week, we're going to talk about women of Star Wars. Wait for it. Of Star Wars. I was doing a dramatic pause. Uh, I was doing an obnoxious interruption of your dramatic pause. We're this talking is the about way. the women... Of Star Wars. Now, what it wouldn't better is if you had just stopped recording and then said that at the start of the next episode. Okay. All right. Well, this is the way... uh, We have spoken. This has been our certain point of view. I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And I'm Papa Bear. And... Audio once.